This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Yes, sorry, it's a Tuesday, and I've got to get going here in a bit, but had a really good game last night, a good Astonishing Swordsman game that I ran. Had a lot of fun running the Ghost Ship of the Desert Dunes, and I pumped it up a little with some critters. Uh, they actually ran into a devil swine, which I pulled out of, I believe, the Rules Cyclopedia. And they also ran into a giant python that I also placed in there, and they did very well. They were looking for the green amphora made of green diamonds, and they found it. Cleared the pain of Apollo. They're on to the diamond desert. Yay. And upped a level. Okay, two things I want to talk about, and they're kind of, they're kind of not related to each other, but we'll talk about them anyway. First of all, experience. Now, do you do XP-based experience or story-based experience? I used to do XP level-up experience until I got a copy of Swords and Wizardry Light and Continual Light and noticed that they do it by adventure. In other words, you're a first-level character you start out with. You do two adventures, you're second level. You do three adventures, you're third level. I kind of like that. And then my my. DM at the time, Carlos, was running 5e. He was doing the same thing, only he was spreading it out a bit. He'd just say at a certain point, he would he would look at the the campaign, and he would like at a certain point, okay, everybody bump up a level. I think you've earned it. And I kind of like that. Now, I started doing that in Astonishing Swordsman, and one of, the char- one of the players questioned me about it. It's like, you know, in the story-based XP, he said, it's okay if you're playing a system where everybody goes up at the same time. But you might want to rethink it if you got different classes going up at different times. And he's right. So I could combine the two and just keep an eye out where the party is and how many adventures it take to get X up to a certain level. And I could base the story-driven XP on that where I would just jump a few people up who earned it and wait a little while for the other one. It all depends on how many... I look on the chart and see how many XP they need to get to X level. So that's the kind of thing that I was thinking about. I'm going to go through the book again and see if I can adjust that, put it in my notes and such. So that's XP per level. I'd love to hear about that. Okay, the big topic I want to talk about... Class and level systems versus point by systems. Now, I know there's other systems out there like percentile systems and things like that, but they're basically class and levels, except for like maybe basic role playing, you know, Call of Cthulhu and Chaosium and all that. 
I, I've always liked the way Call of Cthulhu and Basic BRP does their experience where you roll to see if your percentages get better if you use things in the game. I kind of like that. It's a little more organic, but I'm not talking about that because the two big ones seem to be class and level or point by. Now, as we know, class and level is what D&D and all its derivatives do. Most all of them. And it, it's it's got its good points and bad Both of them got good points and bad points. My favorite thing about class and level is it makes everything easier for me as a DM. Because you earn experience and go up and level and everything is class and level based. It's like the classes are set. Types of characters that are set. And there's nothing saying you can't come up with different classes. And so it's it's something that it's almost preformed. And as to point by, which I've gotten into when I started playing Champions, the plus side of that is you can make anything you want. Any kind of character you want that you can think of. But the downside of that is you can build anything you want. So it takes a lot longer to do a character. That's what class of level has over point by, because class of level, it's easy to roll up a character and go. And I, I like that versatility now. I loved my years playing champions. I can't run champions anymore, but I wouldn't mind playing it. And I wouldn't mind writing up a character for it, a, a superhero. But... These days, class and level just makes it a lot easier for me to get the character up and running and go and see how far it takes me. And, you know, other other point by, if there's magic involved, you have pre, pre-done spells and things like that. So it's more of a package deal for me as far as class and level goes. Now, what I like is there are certain games out there that have it both ways. First thing I'm going to talk about is Mutants and Masterminds by Green Rodin. Now, Mutants and Masterminds, to me, and I play a second I play second edition. There's third and others out there, but it's still the same. The way they treat it is they basically take champions and kind of scale it. They do something like the powers will have their own advantages. There are general advantages and limitations that add up and things like that. But some of the, a lot of the powers have their own specific advantages and limitations you can add and subtract the power because it's a set, it's a set cost. And what I mean about a set cost is they'll have the power and then they'll have the advantages and limitations you can make it a little cheaper, a little bit, but they're all, each power, it, it does this amount of points. You have to spend this amount of points of this power. It's not like you get the base power of champions and then you go through the advantage of the limitation. Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like that, but they put a cap on it, which is nice because you can use lower power character. You, you could use a lower point base for the characters. Another one that recently caught my attention is Villains and Vigilantes 3rd Edition, The Mighty Protectors. And I've I've come to like that game because I remember the ver- the other versions, the previous versions of V&V, and it's like, you know, you're just rolling everything and, you know, you take what you can on. How do you... It's harder. It was harder to modify the powers and things like that. It was more of a, okay, sit down with the GM and... We'll just figure it out. Okay, well, that's fine. But I'd like a little something a little more codified. Mighty Protectors does that. And I like the way they do it. They didn't remove 
the charts. They didn't remove the, okay, you have to roll up a background and what type of character it is and what type, where to come from. It makes you do your background first, which is kind of what I like. And, you know, on charts, you don't have to roll. You just pick something, which is nice. And it's easier to me to pick something than try and figure the whole thing out from the ground up like champions. But once you pick the type of character you have, there are charts in there that show you, okay, you have this many points to play with. And so per what your character is about, that's how many points you have to spend on powers. You roll up powers. You roll up and pick off a chart powers too, but you get you get points to improve it or change it or however you want to do it. So it's like the best of both worlds. I kind of like that. I think, I think Jeff D and Jack Herman hit it out the park with this one. That's by Monkey House Games. It's V and V three Mighty Protectors. Really good game. And there's other games too, like Marvel and DC. Uh, I'm talking about Face Rip TSR Marvel, which is another roll them. The, the the advanced set is you roll up the stuff or pick them, and they don't give you much in the way of modification. They also have the ultimate book of powers, which is very helpful because it's every power they can think of and in every iteration they can think of. It's a little it's a little overwhelming, but if you use just the like the the advanced set, the advanced box, and you use that, you can make a decent character. What else? Uh, Icons. I did not care for icons. It was a little bit too fady for me, if you know what I mean. At the time, I didn't care for fate. I didn't care for storytelling games. I don't care for storytelling games. But I had played fate once, and I liked it. So it's not as storytelling as I think. So I might give icons another try. That's another Steve Kenson game along with Villains Vigilantes. He published that with his own publishing house. His own his own thing. And class and level are just, well, they're what they are. Things get subtracted, things get added, but it's the same thing. You make a class, you roll up stats, you you pick a class, you pick a race in most cases, and there you go. So I'd like to hear what you say about this. You can always give me an email over at oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can go on Anchor and leave me a voicemail. That would be nice. And we are monetized now, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support the show, and I would thank you. So, I'm going to go start the day, and until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.